One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, I'm Dave Berry and I am fascinated by my next door neighbour. His name is Neil Srinivasan and he's a leading cardiologist. During our friendship over the years, I've always been left with more questions about his profession than I've had answers. And in The Doctor Next Door, I'll be asking Neil the burning questions that keep me up at night, dissecting medical myths under his watchful eye and doing my utmost to learn more about an industry that is quite literally a matter of life and death. Now, this podcast isn't just here to feed my own curiosity. Oh, no. We want you to be involved in these conversations as well. Allow Neil to be your doctor next door, too. So if you have any questions or stories, send them along to doctoratnextdoorpod.com. Oh, send them right now, because the doctor's here. Neil, hello. Hi, David. How are you? Very good. How are you? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Now, I have not drunk a drop since we all got together at Neighbour Ali's house. Yes, I think I think that's a good idea, right? <laughs> I think I needed a few days off after that. I, well, I certainly did. Um, yeah. It was nice to get everyone together on the street and it felt yep. like the spring has sprung yeah. and there was a good vibe. I, I hope you're having a little bit of that wherever you are because the soul needs that every now and again. Absolutely. And, you know, thankfully Brooklyn Dam wasn't there. So the, it was a He's great left. celebration. I know, it was a great <laughs> celebration. I'm only kidding, Dan. Um, no, but Ali, our neighbour... Uh, on the road, um, she listens to this podcast. Yeah. So I'm going to give her a shout out. Yeah, Is we should. Okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Should, should we give her a shout? Yeah, thanks, Shout Ali. out to Ali. Um, thanks for a great party. It was The hospitality was fantastic. Um, but it led to one of those things that... Um, a signpost that middle age is is coming towards my face quicker yeah. than I would like, yeah. right? Is that at one point, after a couple of glasses of rosé... Yeah. Uh, we were having a kickabout in Ali's garden with uh, your son Rufus, yeah. my daughter Evie, a yeah. couple of other kids. Yeah. And it was with this like miniature little football. Yeah. And it, it suddenly hit me like a truck, right? That I was playing to show off <laughs> in front of these toddlers. Exactly. That's I was trying to. to do step overs yeah. and stuff. Like, how midlife yeah. crisis yeah. is that, Dr. Neil? Exactly. That's what it's got to now in our lives, right? Were, that, you, were you trying to show off as absolutely. well? Absolutely. I was trying to do kicky uppies. I realised I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I pulled my hamstring. <laughs> that still hurts. You know, all of these things. Yeah. Once, it's once it's again, no longer that sort of trying not to be the last one selected at full school football. Yeah. It's trying to show your kids yeah. what a great footballer you once were. I'm like, look <laughs> at me, Evie. I'm the Merlot Dan. <laughs> all very very embarrassing. Uh, but once again, uh, thank you to Neighbour Ali for her kind words about this podcast and for your hospitality. There's your shout out as promised. <laughs> In each episode of The Doctor Next Door, I bring a burning question to Dr. Neil, a question from the world of medicine that I am eager to get to the bottom of. And today's burning question brings together 
two worlds. Uh, one is of medicine and one is the world of entertainment. Now, I know this happened some time ago, but I think it's kind of taken me this long to digest what I saw with my actual eyes. And I know I speak for millions upon millions of people around the world. It was Will Smith's, shall we call them antics? At yeah. the Oscars this year. Uh, one of the sad things about this from the world of entertainment was his actions overshadowed some really deserved winners in some new, brilliant and diverse categories that, you know, we've seen them come to the fore, work so hard to get their moment on the stage, and not many of us saw those because Absolutely. we were all obsessed with what happened. the whole story has been taken over by what happened. Precisely. Yeah. But one of the offshoots of this is the world started talking about, and it threw a big light on, conditions like alopecia and hair loss, uh, something uh, that is affecting uh, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Will's wife. Um, If you haven't seen this clip, then... Actually, what am I saying? Of course you've seen this clip. Um, So my burning question to you today, Dr Neil, is why do people lose their hair? And I want to start with the causes of hair loss. Okay, so great question. And, you know, hair loss is affects so many people it has such big impacts on people it has impacts on your image your self-confidence and also it's you know very common to lose hair as you get older so it has impacts on you know we were talking about you know middle age facing us in in the face mm-hmm. now it's a sign that you know you're aging and you're losing your hair etc it's a lot of things to come to terms with it's normal to lose hair we all lose about 50 to 100 hairs a day It's a common thing. And that's part of the normal cycle of the hair and the hair follicle. So people getting kind of worried or paranoid about the hairs on their pillowcases when they wake up in the morning, like I have been, and and that paranoia will affect millions of people around the world. That's just a a kind of normal thing. That's a very normal phenomenon. And it's not usually something to be worried about, not usually a sign of a medical condition of some sort. And there can be periods where you may have more hair loss than others. So if you're really stressed, I remember a time when I was sitting for my exams in, um, you know, you have a whole load of exams to sit after you become a doctor to go into certain specialties. And I remember waking up in the pillow and thinking, this is a bit unusual. And then once that period of stress had passed, obviously that stopped. Illness, sometimes weight loss, iron deficiency, and also cancer and cancer treatments of course. can result in, you know, extra hair loss. But most of us will have some degree of hair loss, and that's part of the normal cycle that goes with hair and goes with the follicles. Where you should be worried is if you're getting sudden hair loss and you develop really big ball patches or losing hair in clumps, and particularly if there's itching or burning in the scalp. Or if you're worried at all in general about your hair loss, you should definitely see your GP. But for the majority of us, most of hair loss that you get you know, from stress or the hair loss that you see on your pillow is temporary. The hair will grow up and it's a normal part of ageing. Now, baldness itself is sort of something slightly separate. It's where you lose all of your hair and you're left with you know, really fine hairs. The most common thing we see is male or female pattern baldness. That's inherited. That's a genetic thing. And what happens in that in that situation is that you end up with your genes resulting in your hair follicles becoming more sensitive to certain hormones. And as those hormones change with time and as they're secreted, then that makes your hair follicles shrink. And as your hair follicles shrink, you then don't make hair or you lose hair and then the hair that grows back is often smaller, finer and therefore makes you look bald. So is there any um, truth in the, as you say, it's, it's genetics, and but there, there are all these kind of tales about if you're, 
you know, if your mother's father was bald, then that meant that you were going to lose your hair. Or if your mother suffered with alopecia, it means it's going to happen to you. Or uh, is there any truth in that? Or could it just be in your genes from somewhere in the in the family tree? Basically, it's just in your genes from somewhere in the family tree. There is this myth that it's passed down the female line. Yeah, that's the one um, I mean. Yeah, and and I don't think that's that holds true because you also have you know male and female baldness as well. It's mm-hmm. also females suffer yeah. from it. So, so it's mostly just genetics, and the gene happens to come be passed on to you, really, rather than anything specific, like it's passed on from certain lineages of the family. But if you do have a family history of other people being bald in your family, it may mean that you've got an increased risk of developing baldness. Certainly. So, what's alopecia then? Where does alopecia yeah. come into this? So, uh, alopecia is a broad term; it refers to any type of hair loss. So, really, you know, the classic male pattern baldness, which occurs because of the changes in the hormones and your genetics, that's a form of alopecia. There's also other types of alopecia that you see sometimes in the black community, where there's, you know, what's called traction alopecia, which occurs when the hair is being pulled too tight or too long. But really, what we mean when we're thinking of things like Jada. Pinkett Smith is an autoimmune condition um, of uh, alopecia, where what happens is you get some immune cells that are made, and those immune cells that are made in your body they go and attack the hair follicles. So they go and attack the hair follicles and destroy the hair follicles, and there are various forms of that. And what results in that is that the hair follicles are lost, and you have the same issue where you've either got no hair or the hair that grows back is a bit like you know male pattern baldness, where you get very fine hairs and that's all you have left. It's actually not that uncommon. It affects one in five hundred to one in a thousand people, so you know quite a common thing to have mm-hmm. and obviously has a, a big impact on people there's not much in the way of treatment for it and it you know has you know significant impacts as we talked about psychological and uh, social impacts to people so neil what can one do if anything at all if they're suffering from hair loss and, and as we've touched on it's affecting their kind of mental health and how they're feeling about themselves absolutely i mean this has a huge impact on a person it's a huge impact on yourself your image and you can understand you know the difficulties that people face for male and female pattern type baldness there are some medications that can be given they don't work for everybody but they can help there are things like um, hair transplants where you take hair from certain regions take the follicle and transplant them into areas where you have baldness we know that's a relief to know because i've got a very hairy back so yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly okay. so some okay, of that hair is useful good. But, i mean we know that. for example Wayne Rooney is famous for having had you know, a hair transplant in that sense. But then his hair transplant started to lose its hair. Yeah. So they're not... They don't last. You no, have that to... wasn't me making a, a joke or mocking in any way. They, yeah. They're not They're not. No, it, forever, doesn't, it doesn't last forever. And okay. You have to repeat, repeat the process. And then there can be also other things, you know, things like wigs, synthetic wigs, real wigs, etc. that you can use. Mm-hmm. There are certain cre- creams that can be used. And in, in people who have immunological causes of hair loss, there are certain immunotherapies, light treatment, those kind of things that can help. And it's certainly something that if it's affecting you, you should know that, you know, you should see your GP, your doctor is there to help you. And also that there are a whole host of, you know, psychological supports, Alopecia UK website, etc., which can help you in terms of trying to deal with this because it has a huge impact on your life and your, you emotionally. And just like that, once again, it is time for my favourite part of the podcast. It is time for my medical training. Now, episode before last, I let myself, my friends and my family down when I got zero out of three. And I just want to say I'm not proud. 
Yeah, that was tough. How I reacted. I didn't paint myself in the best light. But we must keep moving forward, dear subscribers. I dusted myself off. I went again. And last week, I was victorious with three out of three. And Barry was very much back. <laughs> Back in the building. I like it. Um, so it is time once again for three more questions. I know you love playing along where you are. Good luck. Neil, it's all yours. So, David, your first question is... We previously talked about the recommended daily calorie intake. And I said that uh, for women, you should aim for around 2,000 calories and for men, around 2,500 calories. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me approximately how many calories the average person would burn when they walk 10,000 steps? Remember, the target should be to walk around 10,000 steps. That's just about five miles a day with an average stride length. How many calories would 10,000 steps burn? Oh. Tough one, this. So, Is there options? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to make it that oh. hard. <laughs> Funny there was a heart specialist in the building. <laughs> okay, yeah, go So, ahead. your options are A, 100 calories, yeah. B, 400 calories, mm-hmm. or C, 1,000 calories. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. Because uh, there's all those things, that, the horrifying stories like... You know, to have one chocolate bar, you'd have to run a marathon. Yeah, all those things. How much yeah. to burn, burn or a Snickers, Big Mac. as they call it now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Right, I've got my answer. Good. Question two. What is a polymorphic light eruption? Polymorphic light eruption. Is it A, a rash triggered by sunlight? Is it B, a mutation to your skin cells caused by UV light? Or is it C, the name for seeing spots in your vision after looking at a bright light. Polymorphic okay. light eruption. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I've it's got tough one this here. week, right? So your favourite question, true or false? When you wake up in the morning, you are taller than when you go to bed at night. True or false? Oh, yeah, this is something to do with gravity, isn't it? Um, oh, I wish I'd read somewhere. Or maybe I've dreamed it. Uh, anyway, let's stop using your internal monologue, David, and move on. You're hosting a podcast, for heaven's sake. OK, I've got my answers. Good. I've got my answers. I hope you've got your three answers where you are, because Dr. Neil will be revealing all next. In the meantime, well, here's another podcast from our producers that I know, deep down, you are going to love. Hey, Mark, what is up with your bad self? Well, hey, Simon, what is up with your bad self? Well, as it turns out, lots is up. Like, actually, what? Like a whole new podcast. They thought we were going away, but we're back. Biggerer and betterer and larger and more is more And it's going to have reviews of... Big films, small films, weird films, new films... And... And television. Kermode and Mayo's Take. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And welcome back to The Doctor Next Door. Before that little break, Dr. Neil asked me three more questions to test my medical knowledge. Of course, they're not just aimed at me, they're aimed at all of us. So, pens and papers at the ready, eyes down for the answers. Neil, could you remind us all of question one, please? So, question one was a best of three. And my question was, can you tell me approximately how many calories the average person burns walking 10,000 steps? Was it A... 100 calories, B, 400 calories, or C, 1,000 calories? Now, I am, as you know, Doctor, a big fan of the old 10,000 steps thing. And if you've got the time in your day to do it and you're able to, I suggest you give it a go. Get as close as you possibly can. It horrifies me to think that doing them regularly, I only burn 100 calories. I think it's ridiculous to think it's 1,000. So I've gone down the middle with B, 400 calories. Very good. Spot on. It's around 300 to 400 calories when you walk 10,000 steps. Okay. Good. So that's a point down on the board for me. Hope you got one where you are. And question two. Okay. Question two was, what is a polymorphic light eruption? Was it A, a rash triggered by sunlight? B, a mutation to your skin cells caused by UV light, or C, the name for seeing spots in your vision after you look at a bright light. Polymorphic light eruption. I've gone for C. (sighs) David, no. Really? No. Are you sure? Do you want to check it out? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Polymorphic light eruption is a rash triggered by sunlight. Oh, okay. So uh, it's fairly common, actually, to get a, a sort of sun rash of sorts. It's triggered by exposure to the UV light around sun, and it can cause you to have some itching, burning. It can last for a couple of days, two to three days, sometimes up to a couple of weeks, um, but normally heals without scarring, and it normally appears on the bits of the skin, obviously, that are clearly exposed to sunlight. Okay. Sometimes there are people who take certain medications. So, for instance, I've taken certain medications for malaria when I've gone travelling or hiking and things like that. And that can make you more predisposed to these kind of light eruptions as well. So that's something to bear in mind. Okay. uh, Yes, be careful in the sun. Um, So that's a misstep from me, but I'm still on for two out of three, which, you know, I'm happy with. That's my average. Uh, Remind us of the third and final question, please, Doctor. So your third question was a true or false, and it was, you are taller in the morning than you were at night. True or false? I've gone for false. Ooh, 
David, why? You mentioned gravity and everything. Yeah, I thought it was a. I thought when you lay when you were laying down, you got longer. So when you stood up and got out of bed in the morning, you were slightly shorter. But no. it's, it's the other it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, it's, it's actually not about gravity. So okay, what happens is when you lay down and sleep. Remember that your spine, your joints. We talked about this before. They are what's called articulating areas of cartilage. Articulating means they're meant to touch each other. But obviously, if you have bone on bone touching each other, then you're going to have a problem in that the bone's going to get worn down in your spine, in your knees, all over your body. So what you have is a joint, a synovial joint that covers these regions. So loads of ligaments, a space, and that fluid that we talked about that cushions the joints. And actually what happens in the night is all of the soft cartilage and all of the areas around there, they get obviously rejuvenated. So there is a degree of you know, increasing of the fluid around there, opening up of the spaces. So when you stand in the morning, you're about one centimetre taller. Ah. So apart from the fact I gave the wrong answer and it was based on the wrong information and facts... That's pretty good for me, right? Yeah, you did really well. <laughs> one out of three. Uh, oh, one out of three. Um, I hope you did better wherever you are. Don't forget, share your scores with us. If you're a champion at this, we'd love to hear from you. Doctor at nextdoorpod.com. We really would. Doctor Next Door isn't just about Dr. Neil and myself. We love hearing from you guys as well. We really do take it all on board when you get in touch. And you can get in touch anytime you like with questions or stories. The email address is always open and wanting. It is doctor at nextdoorpod.com. Or, of course, you can find us on the socials at docnextdoorpod. So let's hear this week's correspondence. And this week we have an email from Carly. Hello, Carly. Thank you very much indeed for getting in touch. And it says, Hi, Dave and Dr. Neil. Why is it whenever we think about or focus on pain, it seems to get worse? Regards, Carly. So is, is that true? Yeah, to an extent that yeah. is. Okay. So you actually only have nerves around the bits of the body that were meant to be touched. So, you know, your skin, your fingers. My soul. Your soul, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is called peripheral pain so when those nerves around they get damaged you know you burn yourself you cut yourself those nerves then release certain chemicals they start firing off they go all the way to the brain and the brain goes okay my finger hurts yeah that's called peripheral pain there's also this concept called centralized pain which is a more complicated form of pain it's related to the brain the spinal cord and the reactions of those areas in response to the peripheral pain so a good example of that is, for example, people with arthritis or people who have you know, bad knees or bad hips who've got them replaced. Sometimes you'll find that even though they've got the cause of the pain replaced, they still go on to have ongoing pain because their brain and their mind has been tricked into thinking, I should expect pain or there is pain there all the time. And that's one of the causes of chronic pain. So... When you have, for example, cut yourself or, you think, or you're thinking about pain, there are some interactions centrally which are quite complex, which are then tricking the mind or tricking the brain into thinking, I've got pain and this really hurts and that can persist. And that can be quite hard to treat and very hard to get rid of. 
But is it possible to get rid of that? Do you kind of have to, you know, unlearn what you what your brain knows is wrong with your left kneecap, for example? I've just walked for a couple of miles. I shouldn't be in any pain because my original kneecap is no longer there. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a really good point. So when we think about the peripheral pain, the stuff where the nerves hurt and things, there are simple painkillers you can take. You know, you can take paracetamol, you can take stronger medication for that kind of pain. When you think about pain that's more complex, there are things, as you say, about unlearning it, about doing psychology, about getting through the experience and going, actually, it's not going to hurt, getting your confidence back. And mobility is really important. So uh-huh. trying to get people to move through that pain for chronic back pain, for chronic knee pain, etc., trying to get them to do exercise is really, really beneficial because it gives the brain and their mind a confidence, which is, as you say, a part of relearning that actually this pain is not going to occur, actually this problem is fixed. The other thing that you can do is sometimes, you know, you can have medications, certain medications that act on the brain, that act on the spinal cord, because clearly there are some sort of middle receptors around the brain or around the spine which are overreactive in response to the pain you originally experienced or in response to the pain that you're thinking about. So there are some medications, things like amitriptyline, venlafaxine, pregabalin, some of them actually work in in depression as well, but they can be helpful in terms of, you know, unlearning this pain and helping you sort of make it manageable. Alongside that, I'd be interested to know, you know, experiencing like symptoms after you worried about something too much. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, that's a very common thing. I mean, people think about things or they worry about things that then stimulates part of the brain that makes you oversensitive to stimuli. And that must be linked to what you've just been saying, I suppose. It's a very similar part of the mind and body working together. All part of very complex interaction, not just the simple parts of the brain and the spinal cord, but it goes on to the higher functions of the brain. And the whole thing interacts and there's this sort of pinging of electrical activity from the nerves between all those areas. And there's feedback loops that get created between them that are very hard to break. And absolutely, when you start thinking about your illness, or in my experience, for example, the hard thing I, I struggle to treat patients with is palpitations, for instance. So I deal with a lot of people with palpitations. And what happens is people get really focused on their palpitations and then they seem to get more palpitations. Or... Can you stop saying palpitations, please, Neil? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this isn't helping, you know. Exactly. Carly hasn't come here for this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I can imagine. I understand exactly. that. And it, then you, you get into the realms of panic and yeah. anxiety. Absolutely. And it's just and a minefield. And the mind whole thing feel. feeds back together. Yeah. And even when you've treated sometimes the cause of those things, in the same way, people are expecting it. They're walking down the road going, when is it going to come? I feel like it's going to start. And so I often tell people, you know, you might feel like it's about to start, but it won't start like it did before. It won't be as bad as it was before. Those yeah. kind of things. That's part of the unlearning. And I sometimes say, you know, it's going to take six months or so to get your confidence back. So do you have... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you've uh, maybe treated someone, or you know, you've 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 fitted one of the devices that that you fit as a cardiologist. Do you find that you, you have to do a lot of that aftercare because you're not only do you want to check in with them because that's the kind of guy you are and the kind of doctor that you are, but also they're ringing you saying, I, I think I've just had a palpitation or something's just happened and, and, and they're on edge and it's, it's a spiral then, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's this anticipation. And I suppose that's the right word. The brain is anticipating things, expecting something to happen. And it's not actually happening, but your brain is still tuned into that. Okay, uh, thank you as always, Doctor Neil, and thank you, Carly. As I say, you can get in touch with us anytime you like about your stories or your medical questions. It's doctor at nextdoorpod.com. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Doctor Next Door. As ever, thank you to my regular co-host and next door neighbour, Doctor Neil Srinivasan. Next time, Doctor Neil will again be guiding me through the medical world. I'll have another burning question, and we'll be answering more of your questions too. Please do rate, review, and subscribe from wherever you usually get your podcasts. And if you do know a medical professional who you think might like what you've just heard, then let them know us about it. But right now, please get out of my house. 